Miss Falconer, I had thought you'd expressed your disinterest in visiting this place. I must have misunderstood. Do you intend to make your appearances here a regular occurrence? While you are, of course, welcome, I would strongly prefer you inform me in advance to allow me to take myself elsewhere. Miss Falconer. The wind comes and goes as it likes, and the stars, and the moon, and the songs and the words and the feet that dance to them. Who am I to be more than the stars and the moon and the wind? Who are you to say where I may dance? I am not saying. But you are, dear thing, saying, may or may not, writing rules, marks on a slate. You are trying and trying and trying to spin webs. Fragile glass things stretched between your hands, wishing to weave words like they do, sing the silver song. I would not presume. But you would. And you do. But you, you are so solid. A rock. The thing hiding under it. A shell with nothing inside. And in your hands, the lines harden, fracture. The song turns brittle, cracks and sifts through your fingers like dust. <sighs> Miss Falconer, this place, the theatre, she's been given to my keeping. She and the silence and the doors which... What do you know of doors? It's good of them to give you work. Something to make yourself useful. You are useful to them. Someone must do the hard things. The solid ones. Must write the lines on stone. Someone must sweep the lintels clear of leaves and open the windows wide to the storm. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you here, Delphine? I can't hear them outside. What? It's gone. The song. Their song. Silver and starlight and silk and spider legs. Walking down my spine, pressing its fingers into my eyes. Ah. Do not look at me that way. I am not something to be pitied. Of course. I like it here, even without them. 
I missed the song last year. Is that how you bear it? The silence. Is this place why you can skip stones across the empty places in your head? Across the thoughts that aren't without them? Is, is staying here how you can live when they don't speak to you? They speak to me. Are we to play pretend then, you and I? Are we to come together on your stage, in your theatre, in their silence? Are, are we to put on a pageant of make-believe? Is, is that what they want? Is that what you do to, to keep their words and their silence? Is that what they need now from, from me as well? To be an actor for them? To, to dance here and not in the circles in the wood? On this wooden floor and not under the arch of Rowan? Is, is that what I need to be to, to have them back. Sh show me what it is you do to make them care. Do you truly believe they care about either of us? They chose me. But did they? Really? Almost. You know the truth, don't you? I do. Still, they took you with intention. You were wanted. Because they could not have him. But not an accident. Not existing by pure chance. You are a product of their whims, but not their heedlessness. Why are you being kind to me? Am I? Being kind? It's almost time for them to choose again. Yes. There is only one now. I know. They'll want you to help. They will. Will you? You know I don't have a choice in the matter. Then... I will help them as well. I'll weave the boy a crown of ivy and show him where to dance. I'll help him hear the hissing snake of words that can twist round his ankles, the, the bells in the tops of the trees. I'll help him hear... And when I've helped him here, 
when he's opened the door again and asked them to walk in when he's theirs. They will let me hear them again. See, it's all about the angles. And the curves. The angles and the curves both. Looks really complicated. And it totally is. Most people wouldn't be able to figure out. But I'm a Sheridan, so this kind of thing has always been really easy for me. Even when I was a little kid, I could always... Elliot! Hey! Cameron? Hey man, I didn't see you at Erica's party last weekend. We totally missed you, dude. Gotta start coming to stuff like that. Everyone important was there. How are you doing? So, I, uh, want the Falconer kid. Excuse me? The kid? The one who's moving here? What about him? I want to show him around. Arcadia. Teach him. You know? Stuff. Oh? Come on, Elliot. I'm a Sheridan, so I should get him. You can't let a Falconer learn from a DiCaprio or something. If I remember correctly, last time you were asked to work with a newcomer, you said that you had more important things to do than babysit. Yeah. But she was a nobody. This is a falconer. McCleary. What? He's a McCleary. Oh. But everyone's saying he's... I know what they've been saying. So he's not. A falconer. You don't want him if he's just a McCleary? No. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being a McCleary. <laughs> it's just not the same as being a falconer. Yeah, exactly. Or being a Sheridan, you know? I think I see where you're coming from. Yes. I guess I could sort of keep an eye on him. I mean, if no one else wants to do it. How very generous of you. Yeah, man. You know me. So, how's it going? We should talk more, dude. We used to hang out all the time. How come I not only see it like, moon stuff now? You should have totally been at Erica's. I bet, like, half the girls would have totally hooked up with you if you'd asked. You should come with the lake with us. My dad's got a new Crestliner. It is sweet. Yeah. I'll think about it. Cool, cool. So did I tell you uh, dad's going to get me a car? He's talking about an Acura or a Camry or something. I'm going to tell him that I want a Fusion. I think they just look better, you know? I don't want to be driving around in, like, some little old lady car, right? I mean... What is that? Huh? What? What is that? Oh. Uh, yeah. I thought I told you. Working on some stuff for the full moon. You know, I haven't asked for anything in forever, and... I figured Dad could use a little push with the car. My grains weren't exactly great last semester, and... It's being a total hard-ass about- Who wrote this out? Me. Looks good, doesn't it? Like I was telling Erica when you're Sheridan. You just kind of know. We talked about this, Cameron. I know, I know. I took way longer this time. Like, almost a half an hour. And I can totally see how it's better. I mean, look at those angles. Cameron, the syllabary isn't- You can't- It's not- you can't just go through and pick the symbols that mean the right things and just write them all down together 
in a block like this. Not if you want them to mean anything. You should know that. There's phrasing. And style. I've got style. This. You have got to take this seriously, Cameron. This isn't... They aren't... This is our birthright. The syllabary. Our relationship with them. This is what it means to be from the first families. The symbols aren't a menu. You can't place an order. I know that. I knew that last time you told me too. I don't know why I was giving such a hard time about because this. Because you never get it right. Anyway, if there are problems with it this time, it's your fault. I use the stuff you wrote. What? From those bargains a few months ago, the ones you worked at with Alyssa and Justine, they basically wanted the same thing I did. I put that together with the one you wrote about the money. So it's not my fault if they're messed up. You're supposed to be one who's good at this. If you've got a problem with how it looks, don't blame me. You cannot craft a bargain by pasting together parts from the other, previously written ones and expect it to correctly request what you want right now. What? Well, how was I supposed to know that? You are supposed to know that because you are a member of the First Families. And because I have told you and everyone else exactly that about a hundred times. Oh. Well, fine. Okay? Fine. Just show me how to write it out then. I'll fix it. I don't think you should come to the full moon this month, Cameron. What? I think it would be better if you stayed away from the Timberland entirely that night. They are sensitive to moods, and I wouldn't like to see you find yourself in trouble. What do you mean? I have not... They aren't upset with me, are they? Are they, uh, um... Telling you something? No, they aren't upset. Oh. Good. But I think it would be better if you didn't ask anything of them until you've learned to write it out yourself. Correctly. Elliot! And don't worry about Dominic McCleary. We'll find someone else to take care of. There's an obituary in the paper. What? Someone wrote an obituary and sent it to the paper. For your dad. A paper in Eureka? In the Arcadia Crier. Um. You want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Read Henry McCleary. 59 was found to have passed away in his lifelong home on the evening of January 26th. A direct descendant of the Falconer family, Mr. McCleary managed the Falconer Logging and Lumber Company for 40 years following the death of his own father. So he took the company over at, what, 19? In my day, we knew the value of hard work. Didn't expect things to just get handed to us. You kids have it easy. 
I started working at Falconer Lumber when I was 14 and was running it just a few years later. You and your brother, you think things will always just come your way. You won't have to sweat for it. <laughs> Sounds like a really nice guy. He was a lifelong contributor to the town. Deeply invested in Arcadia and its citizens. Known for his contributions to local art and culture, including providing financial support to the Arcadia Youth Dramatic Society and the Theodora Van Houten Memorial Library. Arcadia has a Youth Dramatic Society? Yeah, some founding family's kid who came back after college, of course. Just another way responsible citizens make sure the children of Arcadia know the proper way of things. Since they can't just talk about it in school anymore. Why are we going back there again? Because your dad just died. And on top of his memorial service, there's also a house and a business for you to figure out what to do with. Oh, yeah. I guess I never really thought about the fact that I'd have to go back eventually. Really go back. I mean, I visited a couple of times in college, and that once with you and when Nico was a baby, but... It's different, knowing a part of the place belongs to you. You actually have a stake in everything. I've... Well, I've... I guess I've been wondering if this might not actually be a good thing for us. Arcadia isn't a bad town. It's safe. The schools are good, class sizes are smaller, and the house is really nice. They always took good care of the place, and it's paid off. No more rent. We'd be saving a lot. And we'd have so much more space than we do in the city. Even with everything, it's a good place to grow up. It sounds like you're thinking about actually moving there. Like, relocating permanently. No, just, I mean, we haven't really talked about that as an option. Uh, babe, almost any time you tell me anything about your hometown, it's qualified by how glad you are you left. I know, and I am, was. It's just, things are different. With both my parents gone, the place has a lot going for it. And with the lumber company, you could afford to take a couple of semesters off, do some actual art for a change, instead of teaching other people about it. The town itself was never what you complained about. Yeah, no, I know. It's just the other stuff. The practice. That was my parents. They were the ones who kept us all doing it. Even after... I only really kept up with it as long as I did because they wanted me to. I don't think it would be a problem now if it's just us. It isn't like anyone would check up on us. If we're doing things properly, it's fine to not practice. 
the last time we talked about it, you were pretty clear. If you're founding families, then it's kind of an obligation. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. When Nico was born. So, 16 years, which is a long time. Either way, no one would expect you to... Okay, but what about Nico? What about him? Well, you can't tell me moving to Arcadia wouldn't, wouldn't push him towards feeling like he had to get involved. It wouldn't. The other kids might try to... They wouldn't. Seriously, sweetheart, they don't talk about it. The kids, the parents, they just don't. Even to each other. That's part of it. Nico, you know how he is. Since he started working on his movie, I don't think he notices half the stuff that happens around him. I don't know. Just think about it, okay? I know I sort of sprung this on you, the idea of actually moving. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I need to say something. I probably could have done it a little better. <laughs> it probably. But I'll think about it. Okay? That's a big change for us. All of us, but... But you're right. It might be a good one. Let's see how things go this weekend. Maybe on the way home we'll just know what we want to do. Either way... Either way, I'll keep an open mind. Love you. Love you too. You're in the obituary. I am. Reed's passing is preceded by his wife Elizabeth and his son Lyndon. He is survived by his daughter Holly. I really don't think it's a good idea. Cameron, uh, uh, people would say. You know what they'd say. You'd be there as my guest. And they would listen and consider your offer. Whether or not other people said things. Yeah. But... Elliot, look, I know what they say matters to you. Not just to me. Okay, yeah. I know what they say matters. And that they'd be willing to hear me if I wrote it all out right. But it isn't the same thing. Them hearing and answering, it's not the same as what the people in town would say if I showed up. I know your family has a certain reputation. But Will, you could be the one to change that. That's one of the principles Arcadia is founded on that everyone has the ability to change their circumstances with their help. Yeah. Right. I appreciate the invitation, but I don't think I should come. The new moon is for everyone. 
not just the founding families. Sure. Tell Cameron that. Or your dad. Or my dad. What would it take to make you feel comfortable coming with us? I don't know. I want to feel like I had something to offer that the others didn't. I'd have to be able to trade them something they can't get from someone else. All right. I understand. When you have it, my invitation stands. It stands before you do, too, of course. But I do understand why you aren't ready yet. Thanks, Elliot. For inviting me? Absolutely. Well, uh... I guess I'll see you at school. (laughs) Yeah. You should still join the paper. You're a better writer than most of the staff. I'll think about it. See you, Elliot. What on earth does that poor boy have that you're interested in? You know, it's never about what they have. Of course. Are we alone? Not today. Would it matter if I asked who else? Does it ever? Someone's coming. Oh? You haven't heard it? In the theater? What the doors are saying? You assume I listen. You did before, didn't you? For the other boy. I know. You were part of all that went wrong with him. How do you know that? You're a child. Not entirely. Today. They say you just wanted to help him, but went about it the wrong way. Oh? What would the right way have been? Are you really asking me? Would you have an answer if I were? (laughs) They're getting ready. I'm getting ready. It will go right this time. You can't help him. Yes. I know better than that. This time. This time. You should be careful yourself. Me. You're entirely human. Underneath. Whatever else they've given you. Just a half of humanity is enough to make one... Unpredictable. You should know that a whole of one... Are you saying that I'm weak? I wouldn't say that. But you should take care. Humans have feelings. 
and feelings change. Yes, well, we'll see what happens when he comes. Yes, indeed we will. Friday, March 20, 2009. Audio test one. The small pup gnawed a hole in the sock. The fish twisted and turned on the bent hook. The swan dive was far short of perfect. The beauty of the view stunned the young boy. Okay, that should... Let's see. Good. Okay. Welcome to the first installment of what promises to be the utterly thrilling audio notes of Dominic McCleary regarding the creation of his debut film. Okay, for real. Friday, March 20, 2009. Audio Notes Part 1, Untitled Small Town Film Project.